No, I didn't know. I, didn't, I don't need to do that. Right. Um, what, uh, how do we usually start these things? I've, but I've said that a few times before, right? Well, how do we usually start? question how we start these things. Don't think it matters, does it? So, I mean, no. sometimes... I don't, don't think we did the Toto intro last time. How do you mean? Week, you Welcome know? to the Tales of the Podcast intro. Yeah. Because we, we sort of got started talking and then we got into the new music. Well, if, if you think about it, we started off with some sort of really contrived version of that theme tune. Yeah. Welcome to the tales about the tales of the tales of the, t- of the unexpected tales about the tales of the unexpected tales that we're telling in tales, right? But then I just said, no, I can't keep up to date with that. And also... I never ever got it myself. No. To be, I couldn't manage to get all the tales in, to be honest. Also, yes, and if, if that ever ended up in an obituary, there'd just be a lot of word letters that would have to get printed... And if it's prints per words, imagine if one of us like kind of like had to write down what is it like per, letter per word per what is it oh, like price per letter? That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so price per letter. We're cutting it down in, in case it's using a bit. Well, if the podcast ever disappears, yeah, could be. I'll put it in the Times. Linked link to the obituary thing. I was thinking the other day that it's it's good to have your your last words sorted out. What, do you, like, in knowing what they're going to be? Yeah, because if you're sort of, you know, dying and that, you're probably not going to be in your best frame of mind to come up with something memorable and pithy, are you? So where are you going to put this then, on a business card or something? Well, you'd have to save it in your head, right? But I thought, there's, there's two problems here, OK? The first one is coming up with something suitably pithy and memorable. That's... Yeah. And the second thing is knowing when to say it, because... You've got to say it just before you die, or you've got to not speak again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it. yeah, it's good. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You, you, there's that moment of going. Oh, everybody, quick, quick, quick! quick. Um, the Harkness is beyond the depth of the dream. Yeah. And then they go, oh, that was so profound. I wonder what he meant. Well, what am I... No. Well, what, what, it, what was his last words? Well, technically they were... Well, what well, I meant. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really tricky. Yeah, okay. Well, I have no issues in starting our podcast with something that's... Uh, fortunately, I already know what I'm going to say next. Right. Because I have had this planned, and it is welcome back to the Tales of the Unexpected podcast. This is episode four... No. No. Fuck. <laughs> this is episode two, two of season four. four and w- w- Vicious Circle. Vicious Let's circle. have the music. The other day, me, Michelle, and Charlie, we went to play mini golf, you know, crazy golf. I've decided I'm going to start one of those YouTube channels just to do that. Well, we we were recording it. I didn't check to see how much memory was on my phone. Three, We did three holes, uh, and then it stopped recording. But I didn't find out on this until we were on hole 15. 
So uh, that was a that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, what I do know is roughly how long I'd need if I was going to record it again. So that was a bit. It was a bit like the uh, Hitler situation. Yeah, although I convinced Charlie that was just a test. Deep down, I wanted to murder myself. Right. With the Hitler situation, I don't mean it happened like you know in the Reichsfuhrer's bunker or anything like that. What I meant was when we had to do Hitler twice because you. <laughs> Hitler in relation to <laughs> the, the podcast, not yeah. in like 1945 or 39 even, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> what do, well, your question was going to be, did I... Did you not record it or did you record it and record over it? Well, no, what had happened was it got so far in and then the... It, it obviously... My computer ran out of disk space. Right. So when I clicked save, it had... Say, it, it had the er- I saw the error message when I got home. It had stopped recording, so the only thing that I had was where it had stopped on here, and right. it, it like basically couldn't do anything else. So yeah, so we so but we were absolutely. Uh, what's the word? Uh, I guess we're so committed to this podcast that we actually watched it again. Yeah, yeah. so that it was fresh to do the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. did. We no. did that not for us. <laughs> We did that for you. <laughs> if, if if anybody is any, under any doubts that ah oh, they're just doing it because they love it, no. On that particular occasion, we weren't loving it. We didn't love it. We did it just because we had to do it twice, <laughs> twice. And also, again, it was one of those episodes where it's like, couldn't it at least been a one about the the uh, the man with the orchids? Yeah. Well, I like that man with the orchids, which we've not got to yet, have we? Well. W- we we have yeah. Oh, the killer orc, the ki- the man with the killer orc. The man with the killer orchids. No, there is no killer orchid man, but <laughs> no, there is a man with orchids. That. Yes, the, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> Who kills Sean Phillips? Yes, in, in, the, in the bath, in the patio. Yeah. He buries under the yeah. parquet flooring. Yeah. Well, that uh, isn't. Uh, we are dealing with a crime of sorts on this one as well. We, we are actually most of the tales are crime of some degree, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are really. But yeah. this isn't. This doesn't go as far as murder, although it's touch and go at times. <laughs> it's called vicious circle. Now then, what's this? <laughs> Is that a vicious circle? That is a vicious... It's a... Actually, I've just realised. It's more of a, uh, a visual gag, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, for the uh, listeners on the podcast, what that actually was, was Chris made a ring of his thumb and finger, held it to his mouth and barked at me through it. That's and, right. Uh, that's, in fact... A vicious... In, in his mind, at least. This was a vicious circle. A vicious circle. What we have in this that was missing from season episode one of season four was... Um, Character music. Oh, okay. yeah. In yeah. season, sorry, in episode <laughs> one, we had music to talk about the, I guess, where we were in the world. It sounded quite deserty music. It sounded quite Arabicy music at right, times. Okay, right, yeah. and there was a bit of danger music. In this, we have <laughs> a theme tune. Theme tune. With there's there is basically two main characters in this: an old woman who has. Dainty music. I call it. Call it dainty music. Yeah, and a, a rebel. Yeah, yeah. I think. Do you think? Do you think he's a punk? I, I think. He, I think. With with most of these uh, screenplays, when they're written, I think that they're that it's somebody has said. Uh, like for example they've used the word punk but don't really know what it what a punk is and use what their thoughts of the word punk it's like somebody said we need for this punk 
we need some rock music. Yeah. And they've gone, well, this is rock music. And most people are going, that's not rock music. It's, really. not, it's like twangy music, isn't it? In right. fact, should we... Is, I think there's a possibility... I'll put, I'm putting this in here. So listen, the, listen to this. Have a, wait there, first of all, whenever this character is on screen in the, in the first... Uh, say 10 minutes yeah. whenever he appears this music accompanies his arrival yeah. far too many times it happens doesn't it but this is it I do find that twangy right <laughs> and uh, there was this a is the particular bit in it that goes boing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you have a ruler on the desk yeah, yeah. but there's a I uh, was I watch a lot of quiz shows because I'm at home a lot in the day, and uh, one of them was it said what uh, was Dwayne Eddy's uh, nickname, and was it was was he, amongst other things, the bounder of Boeing, or I forget the other one, or the king of twang. Oh, right. Now he's the guy who wrote Peter Gunn. I don't know that either. All oh, right. Well, if there's a chance to put a bit of Peter Gunn in there, I would put a bit of Peter Gunn in there because it's top music. And you'll recognise it if you hear it. Right, let's put Peter Gunn in. Right. King of Twang. But would that indicate that there are then other people of Twang? The Queen, the, the Prince, Jester, an ordinary sort of like people of twang, per, per person on the street twang, twang, yeah, Joe Bloggs twang, because <laughs> you couldn't be king of twang if you were on your own, CEO, CEO of twang, yeah. still got some others, haven't you? Twang, CFO, twangies, I don't know that one. Do they are they hiring? Di- that's financial. Oh. Uh, designers or maybe on on the King theme as well, right? Yeah. I was reading the brochure on Las Vegas. And it said that uh, this particular uh, hotel said you you can um, have Elvis walk you down the aisle and then sing throughout the ceremony, or if you want to, you can sing throughout the ceremony. Elvis, oh Elvis will. It says, or if you want a a quirky wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So what was their version then of the next level? It it was a drive-through, but I'm thinking. (laughs) It's fairly quirky. They're missing the word more, aren't they? Yeah. You've got a more quirky word. Yeah. Right, okay. Anyway, just to go back to the music thing then. As I say, there are two characters in this. We're introduced to one pretty much... Well, them both straight away, but but one is an old lady. No. The first one is the guy the boy, isn't it? The first one is the uh, punk kind of kid guy. Yeah. Okay, so we see a milk float... Pull up now. Those who were born sort of around about nineteen eighty-eight ish, milk floats probably won't be so. Yeah, but this this is how you milk used to arrive rather than getting it from the supermarket. I mean, I'm sure, I suppose you could have gone to the shop, but this is how you got it fresh from the dairies. Yeah, is yeah. It? I um, mean, I I don't. Oh, did they sell it in the shops? I suppose they might done for emergencies, but uh, I don't know. Even in the middle of the winter, when. When they used to deliver it, and like it'd freeze, and I didn't. Uh, they got a cream on top. Not the tops off. Yeah. They would. 
but you'd still get it like that. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't say, no, it's all right, I'll get it from the shop. There was uh, a bit of a, a kind of like, ooh, what's going on here, when the milkman started to sell orange juice as well. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. It was really stuff. horrible orange yeah. juice. But we, we used to... Uh, I remember there were the different types of bottles, and that those those kind of like that those memories flood back when you go, God, that used to happen. Yeah. This used to happen. It's a weird thing, but it did. That's listeners. That's how it used to happen. I promise you. Now then, <clears throat> when he, when the milk float parks up, and the milkman gets out and starts doing his deliveries, yeah, the punk pulls up, yeah, in, in on his feet, on his so he's feet. not pulled up. He's just walking into shot, <laughs> and then the music comes in. That <laughs> music. <laughs> Well, no, it was actually that. the first music, which was it's pretty twangy. <laughs> yeah, but this again, this is one of those music where, pieces of composition where the guy goes, "We need something to represent a punk walking on screen," and the guy goes, "Hey, look, I've got kids. Yeah, I've seen uh, kids. I used to I'm, be one. I'm in touch. Um, I'm in touch. Yeah. Uh, here's the, what I think, and they've gone, oh, fucking hell, Peter, it's too late now." <laughs> And this is not punk. It isn't punk. It isn't rock either. It's what somebody. It's what. Uh, it's what an old man would think uh, rock music sounds like. Well, you see, I I wondered about the Kenny Everett, Kenny Everett character that w- he would have produced around about the same time. It would have been, yeah. And he came on, and he was called Sid Snot. Yes. Which was a very sort of punk sort of name, wasn't yep. it? Le- leather coat with all the, the tassels yeah. and but he had the like leather hat with ch- which wasn't a very punk no thing. that was more village people and he, and he'd sort of like not really understood it even though he was that so then he had to make another punk character called Gizzard Pugh that's right yeah, yeah. which had got like a Mohican, yeah, Mohican yeah. but I think his, his first one Sid's not I'm sure that he was aiming that at punk and missed I, that sounds about right actually my, my thought on that was that He'd that that was the joke that it was a punk who'd not quite got ah well it could have been but I like that that the because you're right the next one come like why do another punk character if you already had one yeah and that would be a perfect example but yeah. just going back to the leather jacket well our punk uh, vandal in this he's always chewing gum and he's wearing a leather jacket yeah. now again it's one of those it, I I'm not saying it's miscast I'm not saying it's badly written what I'm saying is that. That when people have been put in in touch with, it's like asking me mum to make a costume for a for a play. She'd get the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. It's like as oh, he must be wearing a leather jacket and chewing gum. Now, bearing in mind that around this time, well, Greece would have already been out, yeah. and that would have been the nineteen fifties way of being a yeah a, a, a rebel, a jock, or whatever, a juvenile delinquent, a juvenile a delinquent, and and it's I think they've. Hit, they've tried to get what the depiction is and, and missed on this one. Yeah, it's like I forty did. years too late. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, because like, I suppose there was no there was no sort of threatening youth movement in the eighties, was there? Because like it was like new romantics, wouldn't it? Uh, it would it would have been the start of peace, but I'd, I'm guessing Brick, Brixton riots, poll tax. That would have been miners' strike. Minor Strike eighty four. Ah right, okay. So it was. It would have been a, a bit of a lull then, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would have been. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think this is probably. Ah, oh, you know, like the wasps at the end of the summer, when yeah. they they can't fly anymore because they're so drunk on what, pollen and stuff. Uh, pears and pears, yeah. yeah. And they're just like wandering around the carpet, all pissed up. <laughs> That's what this guy's like. He's just he's been separated from the gang because from any they, sort of culture. Yeah, because it's there is no culture anymore. Exist. So he's just having to wander around and make a name for himself. And it's by stealing milk. And this is right. And also, 
first of all, before we go to the milk stealing, because it's br- it's a brilliant scene, um, and again, it's been written by my mum. Um, <laughs> he's parading the streets. He steals some milk, but somebody is watching him from a window. Yeah. Then we cut to an old woman who's talking to her cat, and she's telling him the cat that she's going to go out and get a pension book or some, yeah. or get her some savings out or whatever. Yeah. So then she walks out of a flat. The youth spots her. Okay, and he's and I say he's nicked this milk. Now, of all the punk rock things to do, nick milk. Yeah. Oh, but it's much more than that. He throws the bottle on the floor, doesn't he? Yes, he smashes the milk. That, that on just the floor. shows how bad he is. I tell you how bad the the uh, art direction is on this film. The <laughs> cinematography is that right. when he smashes it, it it wasn't a, a glass that had had milk in it. Oh. It was just a, like, clean, just a clean, glass. clean glass, yeah, right. or bottle. Well, well, then what happens is now because I initially thought the old woman who was talking to a cat would yeah. have been the woman who was looking out the window, but what we then see is the curtain as the milk bottle smashed. The curtain goes back again. We yeah. don't see who this is because we're seeing it from that point of view. Yeah. So somebody is still watching this dick with his smashed milk bottle. Yes. Well, then he waits for the old woman to leave the area. And then decides it's his time to break in. Yeah. So she she leaves the house and goes down the stairs and passes the punk in the street and here's an opportunity for their theme music to meet, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. It's a collision of themes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's here actually where he throws the milk bottle on the floor, I think. Yeah, um, because she hasn't heard it, it's when she's left yeah, the area, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. But uh, You notice how much she tuts? Oh no. She tuts every... and like, I thought that was gonna be like, you know, the tale of the unexpected here is that she turns into a canary. Or or a kangaroo. Or a kangaroo even, yeah. 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 Uh, but that's Do canaries canaries tut? They don't. Mm-hmm. Have you turned into a canary? I am a canary. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Um anyway, she uh... Yeah, so she's so, left the area. Go yeah. on. So he then goes up the stairs and gets out a... By the way, shall we set the scene a little? There are bl- it's a block of flats. Yeah. So when he's gone up the stairs, he's gone up the stairs to an apartment building. So it's a communal stair- stairwell. I think that's important to what to, to, to right. de- develop in this, the scene. He then starts to sort of uh, try and open the uh, latch with his uh, bit of plastic. But we cut to the old lady in the street, and it turns out I think she's forgotten her money as well, or her purse or something. Do you think he knew that that was the house he was going after? Well, I couldn't understand it, right? Because when, when earlier on he's saying, "Come on, hurry up," and like for somebody to leave, and I'm thinking, who was he talking about? Because yeah. I'm not even sure he'd seen the old lady. I right? wasn't too sure whether he thought both of you go. Like, because she was talking to somebody. Uh, you, if you two leave, then I've got a, no, I've got no witnesses. Yeah, but he will have had a witness. So, and and he also he can't count on the fact that nobody's seen him anyway. So, and how did he know which flat they all? Exactly. Lady? So he he's either been staking it out, or was it just opportune? I've got to be opportune. I'm going opportune yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, so she sets off back and uh, catches him um, trying to jam his bit of plastic in the. Uh, in the dark. Yeah, now he's using a, a kind of a, a American cop, or P, an American PI way of breaking into yeah. a, a building, isn't he? Yeah. Using a credit card to, to yeah. dislodge the latch yeah. somehow. I mean, I don't, I, I'd love to know how that works. Well, I'll uh, I tell you what, 
I once did this at, uh, at my auntie's house. You broke in with a credit card. Well, it was a piece of plastic. It was uh, a bit. It was a bit off a uh, ice cream carton. You know those plastic ice cream cartons. The plastic tubs. The plastic yeah. tubs. Yeah. Because she had a a latch into her house, and then a conservatory, and in the conservatory was a freezer. And uh, I went round, and I'd got a key to the uh, conservatory. Went in, but then couldn't get any further because I couldn't open the door. And so I. There were scissors and all stuff like that. Cut a bit out and managed to, to do this. Now, it's a lot more flexible than a credit card. Yeah. You just push it round and it just sort of does the lock. Then I was faced with the little chain. Yeah. And I managed to get my fingers round and I was sort of carefully inching the chain. Now, all this time, I didn't know. My auntie was stood in the kitchen watching, <laughs> thinking she was being robbed. And she got this big stick and she was going to break my fingers with it because she thought I was a burglar. But at that point, I managed to open the door, it was me. <laughs> so I'm, I, but I just got to say how well I'm impressed and amazed that somebody actually was able to do that. Yeah. It doesn't put much faith in the fact that it's now my house is not safe anymore. I don't think you could do it with a credit card though because I think they're too brittle and not bendy enough, yeah. whereas the ice cream card, a lot better. Well, anyway, he, that's what he's, he's yeah, got well, some sort of plastic. He's been at it for a while, and as you say, he's been caught in the act. He's failed. She bumps into him on the staircase. He sort of like uh, gets a bit aggressive with her and in her face, and then he turns away and falls down. Falls down the stairs. She hasn't pushed him, has she? I didn't get that right. No, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. No, no. Uh, but he, he hurts his ankle in the process. She she goes down to have a look at him, and uh, takes him back upstairs. Well, she, she, she's now identified that the ankle's the problem. Yeah, and that's what she says. The first yeah. priority is sorting out his ankle. Yeah. So, now, she's trying to help him. Yeah. So there's echoes here, back to series one, from the landlady, of an old woman who you never expected anything of, and then all of a sudden goes a bit, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, so, that, that was in my mind at this stage. And Now, actually... She doesn't seem sinister. No, not, at, at all. Not this, she seems like she's genuinely wanting to. There's no revenge here. Nope. No vendetta. She's got him. Uh, she's got an opportunity to help. Uh, we find out a bit more about her reasoning why later, and it's all good, by the way, listeners. It's just that it did remind me a bit of um, misery. Uh, Del- no, yes. Uh, what's her name? I nearly said Dolores Claiborne, but that's Bates. yeah, Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you think it's all... Is it going to go yeah. that way? Because that started off quite nice, yeah. didn't it? And we've got him there injured. And Well, you, if you think about the landlady being somebody who, on the outside, and the look of, and their status in the community, being a landlady and business owner and obviously just a nice, you know, nice person. Yeah. That's where a lot of these, like... Uh, you know, misery. Un- unexpected. Unexpected twists. Twists. Yeah. Happen, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, well, there's a... So she, she helps him up the stairs and there's... Um, there's no, oh, yeah, he wants to just make sure what you're not going to call police. Yeah, but she's saying, no, I'm just, you know, your uncle's first priority. Yeah. She says, we'll talk about the police side of things later. So she sits him down, gets his shoe off, and... Uh, at this point, is 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 in the chair now. If you were to type in to Google Images, uh, "Tales of the Unexpected," this particular image of him sat in the chair with her treating his foot is one of the ones that will come up. Now then, 
She's soon to his ankle. The idea is that she takes off his foot, shoe, shoe. takes off his sock, dips it into some sort of warm, s- salty fluid or whatever. She tells him to sit still, and then he's, again, he was talking about, are you not going to call the law? And she says, no, look. She was too... And then... While she's going to get the stuff from the kitchen to help him out, she's talking to a cat, and, she, and then she's kind of filling in gaps for us. He's just a typical young man, a vandal. Um, and then she says, and this is what I was saying earlier, listeners, is something, there's something good inside of everyone. And what she's saying is that she's, even though he's been a dick, she's got, some, she's got an opportunity to help. And she can also, while he's there, try and see if he can change his ways. Right. Because she's got an audience. He's got an audience. She's got an audience with him. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so she... Whilst he, whilst she, he is gone, she is gone, he, uh, he's having a look round, and I think he must get a picture of her husband, and he's having a look at it or something. Uh, she comes back and ex- explains he's been dead two years, that he used to be a social worker. And he says, soft cop! <laughs> Which is not a phrase I've ever heard before. Right. Not only that, but why would you say, why would you go, soft cop! That's what they call them, soft cops. It's like, he's saying that uh, social workers, because they're not actually policemen, but they can still report things. Yeah. They, their nickname is soft cop. Yeah, but That's not a thing, is it? Again, my mum's written this. Yeah, I don't think it is. I mean, I, I, was, I was working in... In criminal law from 1984, no, 1986 onwards, and I never ever have heard that. No, you won't have done because it doesn't exist. My mum wrote this. I've heard somebody say that uh, somebody got banjoed, which I've never heard before. I've been banjoed. <laughs> with, is, a, with a banjo. No, is that, uh, what is it? Oh, it's not a banjo string. Oh, you I mean, know what I mean though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that snapped. <sighs> Yeah, yeah that's, that wasn't pleasant. For about a year it wasn't pleasant. Oh, really? Well, it, has to, it, it doesn't grow back, it heals. It grows in the state that it was snapped in. <laughs> so, yeah, the string doesn't grow back. So it's just gone, then? Yeah, but, yeah, for, and as I say, for about a year, mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's on tenterhooks. Well, very different but similar thing. is you know up your, Same but different. <laughs> up, your, up your lip at the front. Yeah, that thing. You've got, like, a banjo yeah. string there, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, I... Uh, Split that. Yeah, Charlie's done that. Has he? Yeah. Right. And uh, that never heals properly, either. No, and do you know what? When I saw it, because I was mortified when I saw that it had happened, yeah. it's kind of hollow. It is just the skin. It's not like... A, I thought it was a fleshier piece of meat. Mm. But it's just a bit of an attachment ligament, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what, it's unfortunate, but I discovered it's actually one of the signs of potential um, physical abuse. Oh, fuck of a child. Hell. If that's gone, yeah. Oh my god! I discovered that when I well, was. I'll tell you how Charlie did it. Yeah. Pulling a jumper off his head. Wow! It got caught on his lip. Yeah. And it carried on. It carried on pulling. Cut it. I don't know. It was because it was like kind of bloody, so yeah. you couldn't see it straight away. I could. I couldn't understand what had happened. Yeah. And it was only when the blood had gone, and I real. I put two and two together as to what had happened. But well, well so mortified. That's what I was. My, when it when it happened to me. Uh, I for some reason got like an ulcer on it up there, and it sort of like you know like you get in your mouth. Yeah. It was actually on that bit of flesh, there? and it just and it sort of just ate through, and uh, disintegrated it. Yeah. So you didn't. It didn't go in as shock. 
No, it sort of went, went gradually. Oh, right, okay. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so what is banjo? Oh, hit in the face. Oh, with a banjo? No. Oh. There is no banjo <laughs> involved. <A guitar? laughs> you can use a, a ukulele if you've really got to. A lute. Uh, yeah, or a lute, yeah. But uh, no, I was surprised. But what if you hit somebody with a harp? Okay, so, um, now, during the treatment that she's giving him, she's kind of like, I, I don't think she's going through his pockets, but out of his pockets, or maybe he bends forward or something, he drops out a, of his pocket. A flick knife. A flick knife. And yeah. it's like a proper flick knife, isn't it? Yeah, which are the really impressive ones, Yeah, the one that go, the blade goes inside a spring neck rather than the switchblade sort of... Sideways yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've never had one. I won't, I won't own one. I don't like knives. I, I'm trying to kitchen yeah. knives, to be honest. If like me and Elle, my wife, we we cook on uh, on a Sunday, and uh, whenever and I, it's my job to do big knife work, <laughs> and uh, I'm always really nervous when I've got it because like I have to pass behind her. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. Think, so oh, you're, you're holding it in interesting ways yeah, to so see don't yeah. kill anybody by accident. Yeah. yeah, be horrible that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. So she starts. First of all, he questions her about. Is she treating his ankle right? He doesn't trust her, really. I think he thinks there's something in it for her, and and that is that she's going to call the police. Yeah, yeah, because he keeps coming back to that. Yeah, end. but uh, she's saying no, 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 no. This is how you treat an ankle, and then she says, right about this knife. Knives are dangerous. You dick. I shouldn't say those words. <laughs> she but dick, I think. Um, she basically this then goes on to the fact that her husband died, not from a mugging. But two days after a mugging, yeah. he had a heart attack. And she, she actually blames the mugger, clearly. Yeah. Well, that. interesting legal facts. I don't know if this is still the case. But in, in order for a uh, person to be said to be murdered, because it's, it's, it's what's called a common law offence, which is that it's not actually been enacted by statute. It's developed throughout the centuries. And the rule was, when I was working, that you had to die, if, you, if you died within a year and a day of the incident which caused the injury, then it would be murder. But if you lived longer than that, it wouldn't. What about if, like this, this was a heart attack developed by presumably anxiety or whatever, that a a defending solicitor could say, actually, no, they're two separate incidents. Then you'd have to get medical evidence expert witness. Right, Okay. But but what you're saying is that you could charge somebody with... Sorry, you could arrest somebody under suspicion of murder if that person died a year after an, an offence. Within a year and a day. Right. Could be that is, is and that is the sort of facts you can expect. We were talking about facts last week, yes. weren't we? I, and there's one. There's one, and that came out of nowhere. I didn't ask you for it, it no. just happened. Right. Now then, um, so, yeah, so she's querying about this, oh yeah, so uh, she's talking about this, this mugger, and then what she then goes, she goes, hang on a minute, you know when you looked at that photo, the photograph of my husband, yeah. did you recognise him. Yeah. Now, that doesn't. He, he says no. He, he's adamant. I didn't recognise him, and it weren't me who did it. Yeah. Right. It, I didn't mug your husband. But do you think she suspects that it's still still suspects that it's? I don't know because it just seems like a, an interesting line of questioning, where it does just tail off. Yeah. And, it, and you've only got twenty five minutes in these episodes. We're already halfway through. Yeah. It seems like an, it seems like a. I think there was a point to that. Maybe we're meant to think that. Maybe we're meant to just think, oh, right, hang on a minute, like an anchor point. Red herring. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've said this a few times, is that there are anchor points all over 
it's just you won't know which anchor points you're meant to remember until right at the end. Yeah. And all these little, as you say, red earrings are kind of like, oh, maybe that was linked. No, nah, I can't see it. So, yeah. Anyway, then she then starts talking about this is all while she's treating his foot. She was once some sort of maid. A housekeeper. Housekeeper. To Lady Simmons, who was the wife of a famous merchant banker who was also involved in prison reform, but seemed to give it up when he got fed up about it and thought he couldn't get anywhere with it. Yeah, that, he'd just given up. He, he didn't, he didn't, it weren't very successful, so he'd stopped. That's no way to approach prison reform. No. Uh, philanthropist, that's what those people are called. They are, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, they, they throw money at stuff and hopefully it works. But it's not very philanthropic if it's not working. Because you know, there's bound to be some resistance, isn't there, or failures in early days. But you just give up. I think, yeah, I think you're, first of all, you're right, it's kind of like, well, that approach didn't work, let's try something else. That's yeah. the truth, that's a mark of somebody who really wants to make a difference. Yeah. Well, well, this guy here, not only did he give up, but he also he impressed on her some certain values that, that certainly people deserve a second chance, but uh, to a point. Yeah. Uh, like, one, some people are just a lost cause. That's what she and, sort of... And I think, and he sort of comes to the conclusion that the prisoners were vicious and so are we. Yeah, and that's a vicious circle, that's and that's circle. that's the title of the show. But that seems a bit forced. Yeah, and I and I don't think that that is a vicious circle, because I think at some point in that somebody just goes, "Wait there, this isn't working." Okay, and you can go backwards. A vicious circle is more like that catch twenty two. Yeah, it's like in order to do this, this has to happen. Oh, we're back to square one again. Let's. So that's a vicious circle. But this, it just needed somebody to go. Let's just do something different. Uh, and that wouldn't. So I, I think they've got the wrong end of the stick. However, this episode does sort of. Well, I suppose it does have a vicious circle element to it. Oh right, well we can explore yeah. that. Yeah, I think I don't think I'm wrong in this. I, I think that that was that is not the answer to the episode title. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so she. Uh, she wants to believe in the the best in people. That's yeah. what she says. And then so she says, "I don't even know your name." He says, "Now I missed his surname, which Rex, Rex. Uh, Toby, Tobin, I think Tobin." Yeah. And um, she sort of like ponders rhetorically: "Should I let you go? Should I? Should I let you off?" Yeah. Um, and she's wanting him to really answer this question because if I let you go and you do it again, then what have we learned? And he's not, he doesn't come back and say, well, I won't, does he? He says, no. like, I'll try and things like he's, that. He seems to blame the society he lives in. That yeah. he, he has to do this as a way of, of getting by. But she says, you can help it. Um, it's your, you've got an option to make the world a better place. You can live in a, in a better world. And your, part of your responsibility is to, to change the way you're dealing with things and do things better. Which is a very sort of philosophical discussion, isn't it's it? It's lovely, actually, that that actually think about it. If if you don't, if you think you're being unjustly, uh, if you think that the world's against you, by going against the world, it's not going to solve the problem. There's mm. there's a vicious circle, isn't there? I uh, I've sort of started playing. Dungeons and Dragons on the, yes, you have, yes. On the uh, computer. I don't know if I've mentioned it to our listeners before, but I got into it because of uh, Harmontown, because yeah. they play it on there. Yes. I've nobody to actually play it with myself. No, and I haven't got into it yet, because I like the 
board game version. Yeah. Rather well, I'd, I'd like to play the, the way you sit there yeah, and make yeah. it up, but I have nobody to do it that way. So well, we should, but I don't think you can do it too. No, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it would work. We'll, just, we'll put the pipes out for somebody to join us. In um, fact, well, we could do it now. Yeah. Like, does anybody want to come and visit us? And, and be the, they'd and have not, to be the dungeon master. They'd yeah, have to be Spencer to our... Because we don't know how to dungeon master efficiently. That's the, that's the problem. Also, we, if you are going to take us up on this, don't murder us. That's a caveat to this, that we're not, we're not, we don't want to have any violence. We should check his emails, by the way. Do you remember his oh, whole, yeah, because yeah. we hadn't checked for ages. We've no, got we some haven't. reviews, we've got some reviews on iTunes, by the way. Really? Yeah, we have, yeah. yeah. There's some good reviews. Five stars. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have to look. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I've got into... Oh, it's a thank you for those reviews, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Who, I... Go on, tell what you're saying. And so, I'll... I've got into uh, this Dungeons and Dragons on the computer, and... They're, they have like chat channels which sort of go a lot on the bottom left hand side uh, of people talking to each other using the keyboard and uh, I was in there yesterday and one person was explaining that uh, the nature of anarchy to, to the other people there and uh, they were saying that anarchy is a good thing because how it works is that you have people's courts in anarchy, and uh, that you have to go there and then abide by the rules of the court. And I'm, I looked it up because I thought, well, that's not my understanding of anarchy. My understanding of anarchy is life without rules. That's right, yeah. And I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just went in and I, I started to type something about it, and I was going and I copied the definition, and I thought, no, I'm too mad for that. So I went in and I just switched off that zone entirely so that I couldn't hear or see any more discussion like that. <laughs> but such a tit about something about which they knew so little. Unless anarchy's changed a great deal since, well, since that dictionary entry. <laughs> no, but it was like that thing I did a, um, I did a, a YouTube uh, vlog on it a while ago. On anarchy? Uh, no, no, on the fact that um, the, the word literally... Has, oh. it's, it's, if you look in the dictionary, the word literally now, this is according to Webster or Collins Webster, whatever they're called, uh, that um, it's, it's either it means a, that it is what it is, that you say literally that thing is like that thing literally, yeah. or it's a, just an expression of enthusiasm. And I thought, no, no. you can't change. <laughs> you can't say that literally means something else. But it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. It means it might what be used it definitely that way. is. Yeah, it might be used by idiots, but it, by the wrong people. Yeah, not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, just going back. So, we've got uh, customer reviews. One is from Lumar Tarot. Now, that sounds like a pseudonym. It, but it does. Yeah. I wish it was a real name. Um, he's given us. <laughs> oh, they've given us five five stars. And Wade Bay. They've also given us uh, five stars. So, so thanks. So, thank, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for that. And, uh, I have been listening to a few other podcasts recently about, uh, well, true crime, the Columbo podcast and Seinfeld combat podcast, and there's, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying, first of all, thanks for everything that you, the support and stuff, but also uh, do, you know, send us a review, get in touch with us because that's what really helps this thing work, and we're not giving up. So if you don't get in touch, that's, we're still going ahead. You can't you can't stop us by not doing anything. But if you are enjoying it, then please let us know, and uh, and we can at least uh, make sure we know that who we're speaking to. So yeah. thank you. 
Uh, right, Rex Tobin then. Um, yeah. Uh, he's so it looks like we've had a breakthrough because he he says, um, oh no, she says just rest. I'll make a cup of tea, and um, he comes back. She's come back from putting the kettle on, and he just says, uh, "You've given me hope because yeah. nobody's spoken to me like this before." Yeah. She says, "How old are you?" He goes, "19." Which I'm thinking nearer 29. Yeah, he's about yeah 30 or 40. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was like that program, Please Sir, wasn't it? Where all the the kids were yeah. easily 40 and acted 40 as well. Um, which has John Alden in it? Yeah, it's which, such a naughty program that one. Which it? was in the John Collins. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. What, what's it was a what's it called? It was a Reverend Georgie yeah. Porgy. Georgie Porgy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she says, "Ah, oh, you're 19. You've got all your life ahead of you." You, uh, right, now then, it's basically, the question is, if I let you go, can I be assured that you're not going to be a dick anymore? Yeah. He says, and she says, do you promise? Uh, He says, I promise. And he says, you were right. You're right about all this. She says, okay, if you promise then, I'll not call the police. And he goes, I'm going straight. Now... It could that's um, could be a reflection on his sexuality. It could be. I think it's more about the fact that he's not going to break the law anymore. I think he's saying that. And the old lady seems quite quite touched. I think by by this, don't you think? She actually offers come back then. You know, when you're next in t- in town, yeah, uh, come back and see me. I'm going to go and finish this tea off. Right. So she says that. And she then, walks out of the room. Well, the rock music then starts. And now we know he hasn't listened to his fucking thing and he's, he's not uh, sincere in his words because he starts going through a, a, a nooks and crannies. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't oh. like that idea. No, that's right. He goes through a Schreiber. <laughs> I'm uh, not sure that's any better. It's like a roll-top desk. This <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I'm thinking, is this the twist? Is this the twist that she's reformed. got a mouse trap inside? No, no, he'd reformed. He hadn't reformed. I don't think that's a strong enough twist, is it? Well, but it wouldn't have been. Cro- I'm thinking it, it's a mini twist. It crossed my mind. The that, twist, twist at. Yeah, but then what you've got to do is look at how long the episode's been on. Yeah. We're well, at nine, you're always doing that, aren't We're you? at 19 minutes. This isn't the twist, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, as you're right, he starts robbing her. He actually picks up uh Well, I, I wrote down Big Jewel, because it, it's... A, but... We see it later, and it's like a big brooch, isn't it? Now, then, how do you spell brooch? Brooch? Yes. Well, I got it. I spelt it right, but um, it just does. It looks rubbish. It does, but it's brooch. It's like uh, bosoms. No, no. Bossoms. (laughs) Bossoms. What what is the meaning of the line in uh, Brimful of Asher? Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Well, you need. A, is it just that? Is it just a face value? Uh, yeah, a pair of tits to just put your settle head on. on. Yeah. Do you? We all do. Do we? Right. Yeah. Um, now then, he goes back to his seat, and I knew that something was going to happen here because right. the music started slowing down. Oh right, the, the, the twangy. The yes, okay. He puts. He can't get his. He puts his sock on, but he can't get his shoe on. Obviously, it's because it's got the bandage and the swelling on it. So he has to just limp away. Now then, she comes back with the tea tray, sees him walking, and he he's sort of like, "Let me past." Yeah. The knife pulls the flick knife on. Pulls it. the flick knife out. She she realizes that she's being or has been robbed. That he's not listened, and then and promise is broken. And he says, if you tell the cops, I'll come back and carve you. He yeah. says, doesn't he? Which is, which is quite unpleasant. It's not nice that. Nobody wants that. So 
he leaves and then when she realises that oh god what an idiot I've been and she says oh dear oh damn him but what she does is she goes into that roll drop roll thing roll doll because she's seen that it's a little bit open a jar she, and then one of the drawers is open so she looks inside a tin the big old jewel is gone and it, she, she sees that and, and if that is a real, if that if that in, if all of the jewellery in that jewel is real, yeah, then that is That's, a pretty penny. I'm, I'm I don't know anything about jewellery. No, but, you don't, dear, and nor do I, by the way. But that I would have thought so because yeah. there's a lot of diamonds. Yeah, if, and if they're all diamonds, that must be like in today's money, a million quid. Yeah, I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this was before Elizabeth Duke, and in my mind, that. Most jewellery, you could say, I don't know if it's real or not anymore because there's that much fakery going yeah. on. But I don't mean fake as in fraud. What I mean is it's designed to look expensive but isn't. Yeah, but... Fiver's worth. What I find quite often, though, is that um, they look like giant diamonds in the, in the, in the five-pound rings. Yeah. Of the sort that no normal person would be able to afford were it, were it real. And that gives it away. And a real diamond is actually a, a, almost microscopic. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, you, yeah. That, you can, that normal people like us can afford. We could be wrong. We're not experts. But, no. uh, and you're especially not an expert. No, well, what she does then is she then calls the police, but, but... She starts to. She hangs up right. before she gets to speak to anybody. And she's talking to the cat, as she's been doing all the way through, and she says... He was tempted and he fell. And I ask you, Timmy, that's the cat, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Who wouldn't be? He's now... um, Remember I told you earlier about somebody looking out the window? Yeah. Well, that person reported (laughs) him to the police for smashing his bottle. They've obviously... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Can you imagine... Can you imagine rigging the police and saying somebody's nicked a bottle of milk? Well, well, <laughs> and the police actually passing well, it on to the people in cars. Well, well, here's the thing. Okay, I can imagine because that's exactly what happens here. Right? <laughs> okay, because it, what's happened is that somebody has seen him nick a bottle of milk, smash, drink it, smash it, fed the police, police the description of him, and then two uh, on duty. Police cop coppers yeah. are in a car. Yeah. There's that. That's that guy that the milk police are on duty. So. Now, I'm not. You know, I, there's obviously reasons for this. I'm sure, but I lived in a house, and behind it, there were some more houses being built. It was sort of still a building building site, but they were like done out with all windows and stuff. But nobody moved into them. Me and my wife saw some uh, youths breaking into one of these uh, places and uh, then we could see them inside. Couldn't see what they're doing, but you could, you could see them inside. So I, I rang the police and told them about this and they said, oh, there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not in, in no way criticising them because there's probably millions of reasons for that. But... If you get that response when you say that somebody's broken into some housing behind you, I can't imagine <laughs> what you would get if you said somebody's nicked my milk. <laughs> I agree. Well, they've they've got enough evidence to arrest him, <laughs> that's for sure, because that's what happens. They follow him, yeah. and uh, he can't really get very anywhere fast because he's his ankle yeah. and uh, he's not wearing a shoe. 
so he's arrested and yeah. taken to the station where inside one of the interview rooms he's, he's having his pocket search which I, I would have thought this had all been done out in the sort of reception area in, in my time yeah. it's done at the custody in the custody, ah, right. by the custody okay. sergeant yeah. yeah before you get in yeah, there because yeah. so, you, you to make to a note of what's been taken off the body yeah. yeah um so what they do find on him is the you remember that little bit of credit card plastic that he had yeah door key he goes door key right and he looks at it rhetorically that's a door key, that, innit? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, maybe it was just a credit card. Maybe it was his visa or something. Yeah. And then he gets out his knife and he goes, knife. He was good with that. <laughs> Money. Shoe. He goes, shoe. One. You see, and yeah, I... Gum. Think... Chewing. <laughs> he does that. That's what he does. I think it's sort of arguable that his shoe's not an item... On him, like gum money, and yeah, it's an it, item it, of his clothing. Yeah, it is, is. Is he is wearing the other shoe? This is not an extra shoe. Yeah, this is just that he was so, holding his other shoe. I'm so, not sure yeah, it's I, fair to treat it in that way. No, I agree. Or you would have to also go shoe two, but he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he goes. What one of the? He uh, looks like more of a, a detective rather than policeman. He goes, "What the heck's this?" And he pulls the brooch out of his pocket. Yeah, and he's obviously surprised by how ugly it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ugly and but yet probably valuable. Yeah, it looks. yeah. And then he goes, "I'll just check this." It, 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 to me, that copper there was going. This rings a bell. Yes, definitely. This, this item of jewellery rings a bell. I'm just going to check on the records, the yes, database, see if any other ugly jewellery. Yeah, it's been it's been reported. The new a new copper. This is after a while. Comes into the room. Yeah, he, he's uniform, but obviously higher up. Yeah, he is definitely more high up, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he goes. Uh, he basically questions him about this. Where does he get it? The guy goes. And uh, I, I never seen it before. And he goes. You pulled the Sissons job. Now Sissons. That's now uh, anchor point. What's the Sissons thing? Well. Sissons is uh, the person to whom the old lady worked as a housekeeper. She was the maid. So, where did the work? Mayfair. We know that this was a rich family. We know that they lived... Well, it's not necessarily Mayfair, but we know that Mayfair is an opulent area. And uh, anyway, he says, I've never seen it before. And then he goes, I found it in the street. I was going to hand it in. Yeah. And then the coppers all laugh. They do TV laugh. (laughs) Now then, our final scene, because that laugh... Well, let's call it hysterics. That hysterics (laughs) doesn't die down. Um, We go back to the old lady's house. Yeah. She is now emptying a tea... Caddy. Tea caddy. Tea caddy. Yeah. um, Carefully... Onto a, some paper, newspaper on the table, and it's full of jewels, isn't it? Full of jewels. So there's our link. And she's she's talking to the cat. She's I remember Lady Sissons wearing this, and I remember thinking that uh, I'm, uh, I must that it's important that one must have a nest egg. Yeah, she did the the robbery. Yeah, she did the robbery. She was obviously never caught for it, but the nest egg is the fact that she nicked all the robbery. And she's uh, yeah. she's left it now. What she must have done is like a cat burglar would have done, like a thief in the night. <laughs> she would have taken away all the love that I knew, <laughs> and she 
she's basically done it under uh, well I guess like uh, she's done an excellent job because yeah. nobody found her and she did it what she did, what she then does is she compares we this is all in almost a a, a self monologue it's like um Oh, she's talking to the cat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But but she, what she's comparing her job with the vandal's job, and she says he's all bang and bash, a bash and bang, no, no finesse. finesse. And you can see now she is responsible for this. She is the twist. She's the hypocrite, <laughs> isn't she? She's more the hypocrite. This should be called the hypocrite's tale. <laughs> there you go. You to Channel Five this summer. <laughs> We will have to. We will have to write it one day. The hypocrite's tale. So that's it. That's where the uh, the chimes of uh, Ron Granger's theme tune come up. I was just miming. Yeah, the just miming the chimes. More of a hula. It was, wasn't yeah. it? There was yeah. definitely more hula than. But uh, it worked. That's more Egyptian. Yeah, more Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, basically just going around the world with your dance <laughs> and your, your clogs out next. What did you think to that one? I liked it. Yeah, I liked. That I liked one. it. I, I thought. I thought, as I say, poor sort of. Cast not not cast, poor writing or whatever you call it to have the 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 person chewing gum having twangy guitar music and things like that, but the actual plot and story was good. It was just the realization I thought was uh, a bit dodgy. Totally agree. Yeah, the the actual. So it's not the, the writing. Yeah. The writing's good. No, the writing's good, but it's also the responsibility of the writer, I think, to suggest certain things. Now, how far they go in to suggest those things is where they go a bit wrong. So casting would have been... I, I think that this kind of 1950s rocker look yeah. is, is the is a bad choice. Yeah, It definitely. certainly doesn't work, because he would have been an outcast in the UK, I think, at that point in time. Um, and the, the music that they used to describe certain things, I think her makeup, making her look as an old woman, was over the top. Yeah, did you sort of get the feeling that she wasn't really very old? Yeah, I didn't buy that she was a doddery old lady. I thought she was probably a bit younger or... I mean, to be fair, the actress... But she's a beautiful woman in her day, wasn't she? Yeah. Like, uh, where she was born, 1923. Yeah. So, she, so she would have actually been 60, when, nearly 60. Yeah, she... I mean, it's but clearly it, makeup, isn't it? Yeah, That's the thing. I don't know so. what it is but about her, but it, it looks... Yeah. Going back, going all the way through the episode, then to the coppers who hysterically laugh for no reason, the fact that they are going to act on a stolen milk bottle. <laughs> uh, it's these little things to that allow that they're areas that make the story happen, but could have been done so much better. Yeah, but then I suppose you've got twenty-five minutes to tell it. Yeah, to you. exactly. So you have to go stereotypes, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to go. That's that. That's what that means. I suppose that's right. However, the actual plot, and if I was to tell the story to a friend where I could get rid of all those little bits, yeah. is actually a, good, a very good twist. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed. So that's where we uh, are going to end the episode. It is. I mean, you know, it's not the end of what I've heard today, but it's the end of what I want to remember, because what I did hear, actually, today, and you heard it too... Yeah, uh, we as left. we were walking away from the TV, Yeah, uh, the next episode started. Which, which is the episode that's awful. And uh, I had to quickly come back and turn it yeah. off. Now, I think in, in, in uh, season one, there is an episode uh, about that Edward the cat. Yeah. Edward the conqueror cat. Yeah. Now, I would watch that one 300 times <laughs> How consecutively many... rather than watch this next one. How many Hitlers would you watch? I'd watch that four more times. 
<laughs> because looking back, Edward the Cat wasn't such a bad episode. It doesn't seem like it. I don't know if it's the passage of time that numbed, numbed the pain. It's like childbirth. Yeah. You can't remember just how bad it yeah. is after yeah. a while. But we've got to do it because it's there, it was made, and this is where it is. Now, is is this an upshot? It's a Roald Dahl story. It is, yeah, which is sort of an improvement yeah, in a way, yeah. isn't it? But, and and yeah. I can't remember if he if he introduces this I don't or not. But I don't know. even so, it's uh, it's it, awful. It's going to be one of those where hopefully we can make the podcast worthwhile doing, if if needs be, viewers. And we get like ten minutes in. We've had enough of this story. We'll just roll into the second, the, like the, the yeah. fifth, epi- fourth episode. And uh, I'll tell my taco story. <laughs> okay, you tell your taco story. Yeah, I'll come with the story prepared. <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for getting in touch. And please keep doing it. We promise. We, we're no good at responding. That's the only thing. It's just uh, we need to know we're doing the right thing, and yeah. uh, hopefully we are. So. Uh, right, we'll see you in a couple. No, we'll see you next, next week. week. Next week for the worst thing that ever happened on British TV, <laughs> besides Ant and Deck. I would have thought. Oh, controversial! It is. Yeah. Controversial. Oh, I like it. Anyway, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. Uh, good day. Goodbye. Good night. We'll see you. The tales of the old, the tales of the old.